Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Full transition of power, Maryland's outgoing governor working with the governor-elect on budget issues as the state has a surplus. What one advocacy group is saying about measures aimed at cleaning up things at D.C.'s Public Housing Authority. I'm Mike Marillo. Down day on Wall Street. Good morning. Welcome in 4 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Loud explosions could be heard in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, this morning after Russia pounded the city and other areas of Ukraine with missiles. Reports say the missiles hit critical infrastructure across the country, knocking out power, including in the eastern region of Kharkiv, the Black Sea region of Odessa, and in Venetia in west-central Ukraine. Twitter owner Elon Musk has suspended the accounts of at least eight reporters who cover him and the company. CBS's Carter Evans says it seems to be part of a pattern. Elon Musk's famous photo op carrying a sink into Twitter has become fodder for fired employees now suing him. The sink made sense because Elon is now sending Twitter down the drain. Musk has slashed nearly half the staff charged for check marks and reinstated banned accounts causing users and advertisers to flee. And his effort to shore up Twitter may now be costing Tesla. The automaker's stock down about 30% since he took over the social media company two months ago. People in Louisiana are recovering from this week's onslaught of tornadoes. WWL reporter Chris Miller is in New Orleans. Tornadoes tore through the New Orleans area, tearing roofs off of homes, businesses, even the firing range for a couple of sheriff's departments. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards says some of the twisters touched down in areas that had barely recovered from last year's Hurricane Ida. No, the coronavirus threat is not over. Cases are up in 90% of the country, says White House COVID-19 response coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha. Death numbers are just beginning to rise. We obviously want to make sure that does not go any further. Now the Biden administration is once again urging Americans to get boosted ahead of Christmas and New Year's gatherings. It's also sending out more free COVID-19 test kits to U.S. homes and beefing up the number of personnel and equipment ready to help overwhelmed hospitals and nursing homes. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, Washington. The committee investigating the January 6th insurrection will hold another midday hearing, says CBS's Scott McFarland. This could be the final time before cameras and the final public meeting of this House Select January 6th committee, a panel that's completed hundreds of interviews and collected thousands of documents. At its Monday meeting, the panel's expected to make formal criminal referrals recommending criminal prosecution against someone or some people for their roles in January 6th. An annual report on capital punishment released today says both public support for and use of the death penalty continued a more than two-decade decline in the U.S. this year. The report from the Washington-based Death Penalty Information Center says 18 people were executed this year. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Days of Deals start now with specials on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. WTOP at 403. 
Good Friday morning, December 16th, 2022. It'll become partly sunny as it dries out today. Breezy, high 45 to 50 before we're done. We're up to 41 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. Dean Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your Friday morning ride. That being the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this day together. We begin the Friday morning ride with the story of a pregnant woman whose body was found, you'll remember, inside a Silver Spring apartment. She's been identified now this morning. She was 26-year-old Denise Middleton, and Montgomery County Police believe she was killed sometime back in October, more than a month before her body was actually found. Middleton's body was found while police were serving a search warrant in the shooting death of a convenience store clerk a week ago. The cops searched 31-year-old Tory Moore's home. He's accused of shooting and killing the clerk during an argument, and now he's charged with first-degree murder for Middleton's death. She had been shot several times. Investigators further say it's believed that Moore was living in the apartment alongside Middleton's body. The chief medical examiner says this morning the fetus, a boy, would have lived if he'd been delivered at the time of the mother's death. Moore, to that end, is also charged this morning with first-degree murder for the death of a viable fetus. WTOP at 405. Those of us in Virginia could see more tax cuts coming our way. Governor Glenn Youngkin making his pitch just this week for additional budget amendments that include a billion in tax breaks. Youngkin says the state can afford it even with a recession looming. Over taxation of Virginians, buckets of federal money poured into Virginia during the pandemic. And yes, strong management practices have left us flush with cash. The governor presenting his budget amendments with split control. He'll need Democratic support to get them passed. He also wants to increase spending by $2.6 billion, with money going towards reversing COVID learning loss, raises for police, and a massive investment in overhauling the state's behavioral health services. In order for our great commonwealth to accelerate, we must work together. Lawmakers will tackle his proposals when the assembly comes back in session in January. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Meantime, in Maryland, word that Governor Larry Hogan is making preliminary budget recommendations to Governor-elect Wes Moore at a time when the state actually has a big budget surplus in Maryland. The state is roughly $2.5 billion in budget surplus. Maryland also has a $3 billion rainy day fund. Moore will submit his budget, he says, the plan that he's going to put on the table, to the General Assembly on January 20th, officially two days after he takes office. WTOP at 406. The D.C. Council will likely make some big decisions come next week about the future of the city's embattled housing authority. This following the release of a scathing report earlier this year by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And ahead of those council votes, a group is now reacting this week to the proposals on the table. From stories of rats running around to mold covering walls, the HUD report, which prompted action from D.C. lawmakers on conditions at D.C.'s public housing units, has resulted in emergency legislation, which will go for a vote next week. But the bill introduced by the city council chair, Phil Mendelson, and Mayor Muriel Bowser doesn't have the support of one group that helps D.C. residents find housing because the bill seeks to do away with the current D.C.H.A. board. He says the problem with this approach... Focusing on this board, like if they were the central problem, when really there's a host of problems and they all seem to you know, be centered with that executive staff and, and the staff in general. He does say another bill introduced by council members Alyssa Silverman and Brooke Pinto is more on the right track in his mind because it does leave room for community input. You can read more on this at WTOP.com. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Responding to the comments, the mayor's office says in his statement that the administration believes the board needs a reset to better serve its residents and the agency's mission. Stay tuned. 
407 on WTOP, an update on traffic and weather just around the early Friday morning call. Uh, RPG came through the belly of the aircraft. We don't talk about the female combat wounded. These are our daughters and our sisters and our mothers. Wounded Warrior Project came into my life and taught me how to stand back up and get back in the fight. The truth is I think we all have this strength inside of us, but until you're tested, you just don't know what's there. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Beth by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Friday morning, December 16th, 2022. Welcome into WTOP, where the time now is 4.08 in the morning. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. There are a lot of folks in Chevrolet who would really dispute that this morning, Dino, to be brutally honest. We start there in Chevrolet, Maryland, southbound Baltimore, Washington Parkway. All lanes are diverted. At 202, Maryland Route 202. Crash lies beyond. It's a tractor trailer was hauling, I believe, produce. And so they got to pick everything up, make sure nothing spilled of a fuel-like nature from the truck. And they got to get everything back up to scratch. And it could be several hours that this diversion is in place. You'll need to ride 202 over to Route 50. Take 50 eastbound. You can catch DC 295 from that ramp at Kenilworth Avenue, or you can continue on into the city, onto New York Avenue. But the southbound is not going any farther south than Route 202 on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Northbounders do get by without delay, and you can't see the crash anyway, so there's no point trying to rubberneck. Just keep going northbound. And everything you do this morning, with caution, apparently still some mist falling outside. The road spray is still coming up. We can see it in the traffic cameras. Reduced visibilities. It's not the most pleasant morning to drive, even though it's a Friday in the holiday season. Not a very pleasant drive. Please, with caution this morning. We don't want to have to be have to talk about you as being the next crash. Elsewhere, in, the, in Maryland, on the outer loop, the Capitol Beltway, the disabled vehicle before Georgia Avenue. At last report was in the left lane, but I think they're trying to get this one over to the right shoulder. Everything else on the Beltway is pretty much out of the roadway, not much of a factor. In Virginia, nice, quiet ride. Keep up the good work. The ride out of Fredericksburg this morning, no delays across the Occoquanity Ride 95 northbound, and then 395 to the 14th Street Bridge without delay. 66 from Haymarket to the Beltway without delay. Inside the Beltway, no issues pending. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We've got some colder air that's going to be making its way in across our area, but not on our Friday. Starting off on a pretty good note here, but some wet roads. Give yourself some extra time this morning. High temperatures in the afternoon, getting up into the mid to upper 40s. A little bit on the breezy side, and really cold air moves in for the weekend. Highs in the low 40s on Saturday. Wind chills in the 30s. Highs in the upper 30s to around 40 on Sunday with wind chills in the 20s most of the day. Going to be a chilly weekend for sure. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're breaking up to 42 degrees in Roslyn as well, Farragut Square, and in Laurel. We are at 41 degrees in our nation's capital this 4 a.m. hour, Friday morning, 16th of December, 2022. Welcome in. This check brought to you this morning on WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
Tell us what you're seeing on your commute. Call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. Washington's top news, traffic, and weather, keeping you informed 24-7, 360. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 411. Good morning. Glad you're with us. Now we turn to a follow-up this morning on a story WTOP has actually been updating for you for years. How excited would you be to have, say, a metro station in Georgetown? Or how about getting to National Harbor on Metro Rail? These plans have actually been discussed for, in some cases, decades. But as NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells us this early morning, now the federal dollars may finally be there to get these projects underway. I think the big news here is that the new general manager is understanding that if he wants to get this project done, now is the time. At a board meeting last week, he was telling his board and Metro officials that, look, the federal money that's been given to public transportation or allocated for projects like this, it exists right now. But you go four or five years down the line, all that money will likely be dried up. And there's never any guarantee that that kind of money is going to be available again. And so what he's saying is this project, which will have a price tag, in the billions, no doubt. And it's not going to be able to be done without any sort of federal funding. So the the general manager is saying, let's get an alternative plan identified, and then we can go ahead and apply for federal funding and then take the next step from there. Talk about the blue line loop. Tell us more about what would be happening there with it. The Blue Line Loop is just one of the possibilities for how the Blue Line could be split and sent off into a different direction. This one makes a lot of sense if you take a look at it from a perspective of where it goes in terms of Georgetown, National Harbor, going across the Wilson Bridge, which does have space for a heavy rail line, and then linking back up to the existing metro system. The real issue here with the Blue Line is that the Roslyn Station right now, as it is, is becoming way too crowded trying to get the silver, orange, and blue lines all through there at the same time. So metro planners are realizing that if they want to unlock what is the bottleneck of the metro system, the Roslyn Station, they're going to have to build another tunnel under the Potomac in that area at some point. Now, some people who claim to know local history believe that the people of Georgetown fought tooth and nail to keep a metro station out of their neighborhood all these years and all these decades. Is that really true? Well, Dimitri, this part of our D.C. history is actually never been proven to be completely true. It's actually more urban myth and urban legend than anything else. And if you go back and you start taking a look at the reason why Georgetown never got a metro station in the first place when the metro system was being built in the 60s and 70s, is that the rock in that area, the geology, was really hard to dig through. It was something that prevented the planners and the construction crews at that time from getting in there. The thinking now Nowadays is that construction has come far enough along that building a new station in there would be totally doable. But that part that Georgetown residents, while some Georgetown residents might be happy that there's not a metro station there, there was never really a huge pushback to building a station there. What's your final thought about all this? I think it's exciting to think about new metro extensions, right? I mean, this isn't the only one that people are talking about. There's a lot of people who wanted to go to Prince William County to go down Route 1 in Fairfax County toward Fort Belvoir. Some people wanted to go to BWI. Everyone has their own metro extension that they want to see happen. I think personally what Metro really needs to do now that the Silver Line is open is they really need to focus on increasing the frequency of trains and buses, focus really heavily on what they have right now and making that work perfectly, and then we can get into some of the other stuff. But this really what we're talking about here with the Blue Line splitting off, this is years and years down the line. Talking Metro Rail this morning, NBC4 Transportation reporter and WTOP alum Adam Tuss. With our Dimitri Sotis, you are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com.
You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Friday, December 16th, 4.15 in the morning. Sports time indeed. And Rob Woodfork's turn with us this morning. If you listen to the Capitals, they played as well as they had throughout their five-game win streak. But it still came to an end with a 2-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating part about hockey. I thought we played really well tonight. And, you know, they got that uh, the power play goal and then a, a lucky bounce. I think we were looking for a bounce like that all night. We couldn't get one. Lindgren made 24 saves while his counterpart, Jake Ottinger, more than doubled that with 45 saves to prevent Alex Ovechkin from tying Gordy Howe for second on the all-time goals list. But Ovi did notch his 645th assist on Connor Sheary's 10th goal of the season. That ties Ovi with Bobby Orr for 70th in assists all-time. On Thursday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers clinched the NFC West title with a 21-13 win in Seattle. That pushes the Seahawks even further in the commander's rearview mirror in the NFC wildcard race. But Washington has a banged-up offensive line, and their top two running backs were limited in practice, so Dave Preston said in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle. You hate to see the offense run dry. Taylor's been able to make a lot of plays behind a makeshift offensive line. He's, they've been able to make the whole of this offense equal more than the sum of its parts. And you're worried that, gosh, is this where the things finally crater? We break down the primetime matchup with the Giants, rant further about tie games in the NFL, and discuss whether it's time to worry about the Terps in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob. 417 on WTOP. On this Friday morning, December 16th. Glad you're with us. Magician David Copperfield called her an exceptional new talent in magic. This weekend, she brings a magical Cirque Christmas to the National Theater. We have some crowd favorites, right? Everybody loves a really good high-energy juggler. Everybody loves some great hand-to-hand and traditional acrobatics and some really great aerial acts. Carissa Hendricks, a.k.a. Lucy Darling, says the time travel storyline provides holiday tunes from multiple eras. Definitely Mariah Carey. You're going to hear some really lovely, like, rock around the Christmas tree. You're going to hear Underneath the Tree. And the great thing is we have this incredible vocalist on tour with us, Audrey. It's not just like a recording that you're so sick of hearing at the mall. It's this incredible voice. I mean, she was on The Voice. She's unbelievable. Find out more on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Top stories we're following for you this Friday morning on TOP. The Senate votes on a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. Experts and D.C. leaders getting together this week to discuss the city's plan for reducing gun violence. And the Biden administration is being blocked right now from getting rid of the Trump-era Remain in Mexico program. A federal judge put it on hold for White House officials. The controversial policy sends certain non-Mexican citizens who came into the U.S. back to Mexico instead of detaining them. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. For the time now, Friday morning is 418. Traffic and weather on the 8th, and when it breaks, Ian Crawford's with us this morning in the WTLP Traffic Center. Capital Beltway is actually in fairly decent shape. We were looking for one issue with a disabled vehicle near Georgia Avenue. was over on the left side. I think that may have become police activity. With caution, as you make your way between exits 30 and 31, past that you are golden. Now to the main ticket item of the morning. Baltimore-Washington Parkway, southbound. All traffic diverts at Maryland Route 202. No choice in the matter. What lies beyond is an overturned tractor-trailer was holding hauling produce on the ramp to Kenilworth Avenue and DC 295. That's where it tipped over. Cleanup could last anywhere from the next 
five to seven hours, maybe even longer. These are conservative estimates, and they are only that estimates. Maybe earlier, probably later. So anticipate this one being in the road for a long time. And if you normally come in, BW Parkway, on to DC 295, you're going to need to reroute this morning and allow yourself extra time to do it because you will not be the only one in that boat. Also, from Route 202, the ramp to go south on the BW Parkway, for obvious reasons, is blocked. Same reason. It's that tractor-trailer crash. That's just a little further south than that. Northbound crash we had near 450 is all taken care of. Beltway travel in Virginia is quiet between McLean and Alexandria. Please, let's keep it that way. On the on 95 and on 395 from Fredericksburg across the Springfield Interchange and on to the 14th Street Bridge, we are good. No reported delays. 66 from Haymarket across the Capitol Beltway through the Roslyn Tunnel and on the Roosevelt Bridge without issue or delay. Your memorable meal comes with spectacular waterfront views at the Point and Tony and Joe's. Seafood so fresh, it's as if it jumped out of the water and onto your plate. USDA prime steaks, burgers, and more. Enjoy. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We're looking at a pretty good-looking Friday. Sunshine. We'll see high temperatures that reach the mid to upper 40s, more than 48 in the city. Still rather breezy, though, so a little bit of a wind chill. On Saturday, 45 is in breezy, so wind chills in the 30s all day. And on Sunday, it's just plain cold. Highs in the upper 30s to around 40. Wind chills in the 20s most of the afternoon. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 42 degrees in DuPont Circle, 38 you're waking up to in Germantown. It's 40 in Annandale, 4 a.m. hour, Friday morning, December 16th, and we are at 40 straight up and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you this 4 a.m. hour on WTLP this morning by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300, newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. More stuff for you to watch this weekend. Coming up on WTOP, where the time is 421. Good morning. Cancer doesn't ring the doorbell when it shows up. The Innova Seville Cancer Screening and Prevention Center, the first facility of its kind in the DMV, screens for common cancers, including lung, skin, prostate, and breast cancer that may not be showing signs. Because cancer often arrives without calling first, visit Innova.org slash prevent. That's Innova.org slash prevent. It's WTOP. Now it's 422. Good Friday morning. This is WTOP News. Go grab the old popcorn. You know we're going to the movies. New this weekend, the sequel to Avatar. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth and after your death. This morning, film critic Christian Toto on Avatar 2, The Way of Water, which is out actually 13 years after the original. It's got some of the same flaws as the first Avatar, but it is a ride. It is a spectacle. It looks amazing. And as much as I am a grumpy when it comes to 3D films, no one does 3D quite like James Cameron, and no one tells stories quite like him either. Now, it's set in Pandora once again. We've got our heroes from the first film. They're married. They've got children. They're happy. But then those sky people, the people from Earth, come calling, and they want to use this planet because the Earth is dying. And, of course, they're not exactly gentle and polite when it comes to getting what they want. So there's a conflict here again, and it pushes our heroes to the sea where much of the new film is set. 
again, gorgeous, spectacular. You just can't say enough about the visuals. And James Cameron, the director, really is a, a fun storyteller. There are so many problems here, lots of plot holes, but he's putting on a razzle-dazzle show, and you really have to love and admire that. So for all the flaws, this is really enjoyable. I certainly recommend it. I can't imagine how different it will be at home without the 3D, without the big screen, because you want to see it in that setting as much as possible. Can we talk about a trend that we continue to see when it comes to Avatar or Doctor Strange or something from Marvel? People are going to rush to the theaters and fill those seats. But when it comes to other, we could say, in many cases, well-made movies, Oscar-bait films, it's crickets at the theater right now. Yeah, so one thing I feared as the pandemic ebbed, and it seemed like people were indeed going back to theaters. What about the more mature, the more sophisticated, the more adult-oriented stories? Will people see them in theaters? Now, there have been select examples where they have. Elvis certainly had an older skewing audience at very well over the summertime. The Woman King made decent amount of money at the box office. Again, older skewing, but we've seen movies like She Said and Tar and Till and The Fablemans and Bones and All just really struggling in the marketplace. So this could be a blip or this could be the new normal where maybe those films go straight to streaming or they pop up on video on demand services. And then the razzle dazzle, the big Marvel movies, maybe they occupy the theater. You know, it's too soon to tell, but the early indications are that could be where things are headed. Maybe the 2023 Oscar season will tell a different story. Checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. That's Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. I'm WTOP's Mike Marillo, and I have MS. I'm Nick Irons, and my dad has MS. Together, Nick and I are bringing you the Mastering MS podcast. Join us on our journey to learn more about multiple sclerosis and hear from people living their best lives with it. In our first episode... Frontman for the band Everclear, Art Alexakis, tells you why. I'm grateful for my MS. Download the latest podcast of Mastering MS today. On Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Friday, December 16th. Welcome to WTLP 425 in the morning. Funny news at 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Friday. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. As we head into the final week of the holiday season, retailers have some catching up to do. The government says retail sales in November fell by the most in 11 months, six-tenths of one percent, just as the holiday season should have been ramping up. Slow sales have left some stores with stockrooms packed to the rafters. From small boutiques to big department stores, merchants are telling the owners of Vans, Guess, Hanes, and other brands not to send any more stuff. Researchers at Alex Partners say inventories at the 20 biggest publicly held clothing chains were up 26% in the third quarter versus 2019. And it appears that more consumers are falling behind on their credit card bills. Both Capital One and Discover say charge-offs rose from October to November Credit card stocks fell across the board yesterday, led by Discover's nearly 4.5% drop. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Holiday season is here, and that means traveling to see family and friends near and far. It also means a big hit to your wallet, with gas prices still at record highs. But thanks to a free app from Upside, you can see...